Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Thailand Podcast, the go-to podcast for creatives to think about new ways of conducting their career, practice, and life. I'm your host Betty. I'm a filmmaker, creative business owner, a coach, and a consultant. And if that compose intrigues you, well, you're at the right place. This is a series where I'm sharing the three lessons that I've learned in the first year running my creative business. If you've been following this podcast for a while, you probably know my journey. For those of you who are new here, just to recap, in February 2022, I transitioned to be full-time running my multifaceted creative business. And before that, I always had a job and a side business on coaching and also a side practice on filmmaking. So what have I learned in this first year? I really wanted to share with you and I created this series of episodes. And just a note, originally this series of episodes were supposed to be in one episode. And I realized that it's become so long when I was editing it. That's why I divided it up. So after you finish listening to this episode, you probably want to go to the previous episode to listen to my lesson on how to not fall for the trap of social media as a creative business owner. And after this episode next week, we are also going to release on lesson three. So the other note I want to give you is that if you're someone who enjoys consume content visually, know that I these episodes are also available now on my YouTube channel. It's a new endeavor I'm doing this year, launching YouTube channel and making sure that my content is accessible on different platforms and for different needs. One note there though is that as I'm doing this new venture and continue to learn and grow and explore, I do notice for this series of episodes that for the podcast recording, there's a little bit of discrepancy between the intro recording and the body of the podcast. And this is because we use different um, device when we're recording different portions. So I do apologize that little glitch there. And I hope that you continue to support me as I learn and grow and become better in content production and in providing value to you. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Lesson number two, ask for the right help at the right time. I really stress the phrasing that I put in that sentence because it's much more nuanced than like hiring help and delegating. Uh, for many of us who have a multifaceted creative practice, we actually not aiming to build a team. Um, if you're me, I'm not aiming to have build a company of like three, four, five. Like I'm really enjoying the flexibility of working on my own. However, this does not mean that I don't need help. And over the last 12 months, I pretty much kind of honed in that there are at least like five kinds of help that a creative practitioner needs on the journey of growing. Number one is kind of the most intuitive way that we think about help. Outsourcing work that we don't that need to do or someone else can do it faster, better than us and be more effective and help us. So that's number one. Number two is getting coaching and mentorship in a specific area or niche that you need to grow. Like I already mentioned at the beginning phase of my uh, starting my coaching account, 
on Instagram, I really needed someone that understood how to help coaches to build their content. And that's why I engage a coach in that specific area. Till this day, I still um, get help from um, my fundraising mentor and coach me to support my fundraising consulting business. On the other end, I've worked with uh, a leadership and career coach for the last four years and continue to work together, even though my professional identity has changed so much. So coaching and mentorship is a huge part of how I've structured my personal development. Number three is uh, getting the right technology and back in place. And this piece can definitely be something that evolves over time. When you're setting up a practice, everything from the invoicing software that you use to the product, like day-to-day -day project management tool that you use, is going to be super helpful and important to make your day that much more smoother and more efficient. Uh, but the world caution there is I have, especially as a coach perspective, is that nowadays there are so many productivity hacks that or advice that's out there. Be very careful when you're selecting technology or the tools that help you to remember that at the end of the day, the technology and tools don't really take care of the deep-seated issues that might exist in the undercurrents of your business or your practice. You, why you're doing things in a certain way, for example, why you're not lacking motivation to act on a certain project, it's probably not going to be an issue with the tool that you've been using. I'm sorry, it just has nothing to do with the software that you use. So this is where, that's why it's important to have those distinction of the different help that you need. If you are actually solving a why question with a how question, that's usually how I see it. Most people have a motivation issue and really need some coaching and mentorship support, but they go to go in a rabbit hole selecting uh, the perfect task management tool that they need, that's not going to take care of it. Okay, that was a little bit of sidetrack. So that was technology is still very important. So that's number three. Number four is taking care of your mental health and your well-being. And this is critically important as a creative, right? The things that you invest in cultivating your hobby, the therapy that you invest in for your mental health, or other self-care activities. I don't know whether Sometimes we have this sense of guilt in investing in ourselves. However, I always like to say this, you are your practice, especially when you're a creative solopreneur, creative practitioner. How you're showing up to the work is like most of the game that you're bringing to the business or to be interacting in every encounter that you have with the people that you serve. So how well you're performing um, is critically important, even with a business metric. Not to mention, uh, it's not just about the output that you put out either. It's about the value that you represent. So investing in yourself, in your mental health and your self-well-being is critically important. And I do consider that as a way of asking for the right help at the right time for your creative practice and to the overall success of yourself. And the last but not least that I think is also important is what traditionally has been called professional development, but in general, it's just learning and growth. What are your curiosity? What's 
the thing that you're curious to explore next and learn? How are you deepening your craft? Or how are you exploring uncharted territory that might exist as a potential in your creative practice? That 5% or 10% of learning and exploring the unknown is going to be what continues to innovate your practice and yourself and deepen your craft. So with these five kinds of um, help or support, that's how you're going to build the structure that will allow you allow you to have a great foundation to lead and grow. And in, when I started in my own journey, I certainly did not kind of think it through with the five different groups or the distinction among them. But I knew that like self-investment is important and I've kind of selectively uh, or uh, very um, strategically asked for different help in the process. For instance, at one point, I was very... Um, at, when I started out with a podcast, I was quite adamant that I would like, I know how to do, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. I know how to do uh, podcast, podcasting because I know about sound production and know about production in general. But what I quickly realized in a couple of months into doing the podcast is that I actually not really great at efficiently using my time over repurposing certain content or p- producing content that... Uh, on a repeated schedule. And that's when I kind of had an honest chat with myself that you need help. And today I can share that I have a virtual assistant and uh, podcast co-reducer. Benice, if you're listening to this, I'm so grateful for your help that helped me to produce the podcast. I continue to be the front end of curating the content and thinking about like which guests to bring on and record a podcast, of course, but Benice really takes care of the back end of editing and repurposing content to different platforms. Before we move on to lesson three of what I learned as a full-time practitioner in the past year, I actually want to share a bit more about the origin story of how I was able to become full-time as a creative practitioner. I think this story is, uh, I've shared that before in my podcast, but it's worth sharing again because the last thing that I want is that for those of you who currently have a job and have the curiosity to become full-time your creative practice to be fully self-employed, I want you to understand that like the process of making that decision is huge. I don't want to take you to take that lightly. And I'm definitely not here to promote that culture of like just follow your passion and everything to be fine will be fine. In fact, I think when you're making that decision, you have to evaluate the risks and the rewards and uh, your purpose and direction and your values and how uh, this new arrangement of being fully on your own is going to suit you or not. So my story of like becoming full-time and fully on my own and my the reason that I'm able to do that was that as I was building the my coaching practice and my video business on the side while I was having a fundraising consultant job uh, at a boutique firm based here in Toronto called The Good Partnership. My mentor and my former boss, Cindy Cindy Rackman, uh, who's an amazing boss and amazing mentor, was also at the same time building a different business model in her business. We used to be a firm that's fully serviced small nonprofits to do fundraising strategy and done for you implementation. 
But Cindy had these visions uh, a couple of years back then of hoping to lead a movement to help people who are uh, fundraisers to be self-efficient on their own and build their own consulting business so that together as a movement, we can serve more amazing small nonprofits. And I happen you can say to be at the right time at the with the right opportunity and with the right help going to my point or lesson two and that my i saw that opening of my my coaching business was going my video business was uh going also pretty well and i really came to hone in in myself and with the help of my leadership and career coach that i really enjoyed this setup of having multiple links in my career and Cindy was testing or like rolling out the first iteration of her program supporting people to be fundraising consultant and I saw an opportunity to run a multifaceted uh, creative business or practice that has filmmaking, consulting and coaching and through that program and as I continue to get uh, the support from Cindy, I was able to build or you would say lay the foundation for my consulting business and quickly got clients that provided the financial foundation for me to trust that if I were to go on my own, I would be able to not just like set up uh, this flexible structure that serve my emotional and intellectual needs. I would actually be making more money this way and more profitable with the different links in my business. So this is a call out that if you happen to have fundraising skills or experience being an experienced fundraiser in the art sector or in the nonprofit sector in general, as you're watching this video, uh, seeing this program, the Fractional Fundraiser Academy is opening up again uh, this April 2023. Uh, and I have a link down here to two links. One is a quiz that assess whether you're fit to the program or different personality that you might be as a fundraising or fundraiser or as a potential fundraising consultant so that you can kind of assess whether this might be of interest. Second is that there's an upcoming webinar with more information uh, and you can sign up for the link that I attach in the show notes or in the description of this video. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you can take today's lessons away and see how that applies to your own practice. And also, again, share with me of your own learning as you run your creative practice. You can find me on my Instagram or my LinkedIn, and the links are in the show notes. Like I said before, we are also now available on YouTube for uh, this podcast so if you are someone that prefers to consume content on youtube or just like to consume content visually with footage i invite you to hop on over to my youtube and subscribe to my youtube channel uh, the link is in the show notes or you can find the channel at Betty X Coach. if you're listening to this podcast on whichever platform that you consume podcasts on i highly recommend you to leave us a review or subscribe for further episodes. I'm so grateful for your support on this journey as I continue to share with me my insights and invite other guests on this podcast to share their journey. And if you're creative who are looking for support in your creative career, 
and build a dream career that matters to you, your community, and the future, I invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. I've helped all kinds of creators, everything from photographers to filmmakers, from creative professionals to arts leaders to grow their career and shift their practice. Check it out and you can also book a free 60-minute consultation call with me. Thank you so much for your support. I will see you on the next episode.